Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo with you on a Friday night. Once again, we're live on a Friday night as opposed to Thursday night because of the uh, internet issues we had last night. We're going to try it again live tonight. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think maybe I saw already a comment over here on Facebook that uh, Brother Joel here says that Friday night is better. And um, so I think what I'll try to do is still record on Thursday night and then occasionally go live on Friday nights. But either way, I'll upload. There'll either be a new video uh, uploaded Friday night or there'll be a live broadcast every Friday night from here on out. We'll try that and see if that works out a little bit better for us. All right, just as a reminder, um, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a Facebook channel. If you're watching on Facebook, we're, we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch all the live streams, all the videos, all the archived videos, all the playlists or everything are stored there on uh, Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube as well as Let This Mind Be In You on Facebook. So please go follow us there. Please follow, like, subscribe. Click notification bells. Do everything you can do that helps the algorithm to drive it. As you may be aware, um, this program won't drive an algorithm as far as getting a lot of views at the top of a playlist because of the content. The content's not controversial, if you ask me, but it's a Bible-based program. We're not monetized, and so when that happens... Uh, it's I depend on you and your word of mouth and also sharing. You could do this on Facebook. In fact, if you're watching on Facebook right now, you can always share this video on your timeline. Uh, Brother Dave knows how to do it. Hi, Brother Dave. And uh, so go on your timeline. You know, there should be a share button on the video that you're watching right now. Click share, share the timeline, and that that will help uh, get the uh, the word out about this broadcast and this channel. And I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to just listen to all the podcasts, uh, so everything, what I do is I take every video and I just take the audio and upload the audio to the podcast. Um, and the podcast, uh, you can find that. You can download it to your phone, anywhere you'd like to, uh, whatever you get your podcast. You can get it at uh, Let This Mind Be In You podcast. You can search for that. And uh, anytime you want to listen to it, now there's not playlists on the podcast. So if you want to try to find a video or a, a teaching or a, one of the particular lessons or a topic, um, it may be a little bit more difficult for you to do that. You'll just have to search down through there. There's now currently, oh goodness, I think we have up to 200 now. Uh, so you can go down the rabbit hole and uh, do that. Friday nights, bring your own Bible. Yes. Brother Dave, and uh, it seems like, again, the, the, the stream is going well, praise the Lord. Maybe you were onto something there, Brother Dave, with Thursday night and people streaming football. I don't know. Um, I don't. I'm just trying to put out a Bible broadcast. 
<laughs> and uh, it hasn't been working. It works some Thursday nights, so I'm not sure. Maybe it depends on who's playing. But anyways, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Acts chapter 9, we've arrived to the major transition point. Although I don't think it is the transition point away from the apostles' ministry yet. Um, I had a great question from uh, Brother Dave Carrington, um, who uh, I met in Romania, and he asked me about, uh, you know, when Stephen gets stoned, is that it for Israel? And uh, there's a lot of good evidence that, you know, that that was the final rejection. There's uh, a lot of different uh, thoughts on the matter uh, biblically, and I don't think it's something really to kind of get an argument about per se. Uh, but it seems like the apostles' ministry does go on for a little bit longer, even after the conversion of Saul, which you're going to see tonight. And in that, there's going to be even a transition of ministry for the apostle Paul, which is known as Saul right now. And we'll get a little, we'll get a glimpse at that. Um, I was talking to my dad last night. I think I want to try to take a little bit of time, if I as we're going along, to look at what the Bible says in a chronological matter here, as far as the book of Acts, a lot of people, and we'll talk about it tonight, think that Paul uh, gets converted on the road to Damascus and immediately goes, uh, as it talks about, I believe in Galatians, and goes to the Arabian desert and he confers with, with Christ for three years. And that's not the case. As we'll see tonight, uh, he doesn't go directly to the Arabian desert or anywhere near there. He goes back to Tarsus, his hometown. We'll look at that again tonight. All right, so let's open up our Bibles, Acts chapter 9. Praying that you have a King James Bible, uh, which we believe strongly here is the preserved word of God for the English-speaking people. Uh, God promised in his word that he would preserve it, and that um, I have faith that we have that, and it's been, you know preserved for us in this English language. Now, a lot of people talk about the Oxford or the Cambridge and all these other kinds of, I think that's getting a little bit too in the weeds on that. Get you a King James Bible. Now, uh, I believe mine is uh, the good kind of King James Bible, <laughs> I guess, whatever that is, uh, because there's a, um, it's, it's from local church Bible publishers. And um, I think we had to talk about that when I was in Romania. I forget now. You know, I think it's the Oxford or Cambridge or whatever, whichever one everybody seemed to be in agreement was the better one. So anyways, doesn't matter. Let's get into our Bibles, though. Acts chapter nine. Here we have Saul here yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciple. I got to bring my glasses down here. That's how old I'm getting. Uh, bring yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. He's uh, essentially getting arrest warrants from the magistrate, the, the, the judge, so to speak. So the, the religious law of the land uh, through, the, through the Sanhedrin, he was getting permission to go bring these... Christ followers, these Jesus of Nazareth followers, to bring them and lock them up back in Jerusalem. So even if they're men, women, doesn't matter. Verse 3, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, uh, speaking of which, if you ever get a chance to go to Jerusalem, I know there's a lot of things going on right now <laughs> where it's, um, I would not suggest going there now, but if you're ever there and you're in Jerusalem, old Jerusalem, uh, there's a Damascus gate. And if you see with a video, I have it on here uh, when I did visit Jerusalem 
and uh, I get I got a good v- uh, view of the Damascus Gate, but it's the road that leads out. That would have been the road that leads up to Damascus. Of course, Damascus is in the north, and uh, the Damascus Gate, as aptly called, is there in Jerusalem. Just something interesting if you want to go check that out. It's on the channel there if you want to go look through the archives and find it. But anyways, he came near Damascus, so he's, he's traveling north, and suddenly there shined round, around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, now go place yourself in Saul's mind here. Uh, So let's do that real quick. And just let's think about, let's go into uh, Saul's mind and think about this. And when he says, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Now, he was raised in the Sanhedrin. Gamaliel, you know, was his teacher. And um, I'm sure he heard these these rumors or that uh, these these uh, Jesus followers were spreading that this Jesus of Nazareth, you know, he knew they were crucified. And he might have been in the Sanhedrin who was spitting and hitting him in the face and all these other kinds of things, bringing these charges when they brought him before Jesus before the Sanhedrin, he might have been standing there. And this Jesus he knew was crucified. They put him in the ground, and the the party line, so to speak, the propaganda that was put out. Remember when we read about it, they were saying, "Hey, uh, just tell everybody that his disciples stole his body." They paid off the guards and said, "Hey, you know, don't tell anybody." So. Put your place itself in his mind when he hears Jesus, and I believe he's seeing him. That's why he's blinded, and he sees Christ in really a partial of his glory is shining in in Paul's face right now. He's confronted with the the notion that everything that he knows, that he thinks he knows, that he's been taught, is now put to shame and bare, laid bare in front of him when Jesus says to him, whom thou persecutest, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, why is it hard for Paul, now Saul here, how, why is it hard for him to kick against these pricks? Why, why is he, he's trying to do supposedly a good thing. But again, think about Romans, we talk about the, the man's has a conscience. And this the conscience is, is innate in every human being because God created us. And since he created man, there's something inside of all of us. Now, the Holy Spirit uses that to work within somebody. You know, a lot of people have a good conscience about things. You know, they don't, they're not, you know, you know, serial murderers or rapists or this, such and such and such and such. You know, that's why it's hard for some people to come to realization that, no, you are a decrepit sinner. Because, like, hey, I'm not a bad person, this, that, and the other thing. But Paul says, even in Romans, that there's that within every man there's a conscience. There's, a, there's that thing that has been placed by creator God inside of every man to where he knows the truth innately. And the, you see like these harsh, uh, very brutal, uh, staunch atheists, and you can almost kind of see when they're being um, interviewed sometimes that they're, it's really hard for them to kick against the pricks too. Now, some of them have had their conscience seared. 
Some have been turned over by God because they've rejected so many times their mind over to a reprobate status. Only God can judge that. We don't know. But think, place yourself in Saul's thing. He's like, I'm trying to do all this good stuff. I think it's good. But inwardly, I think he knew that he was, he was doing something that was just wrong. He knew the scriptures, too. And there was a lot of religious leaders that I think down deep really knew Jesus was who he said he was. But they rejected this. Now, we know by prophecy, he says, we will not have this man to rule over us, that, that that would happen. He would be despised, rejected of men. He would go into his own and his own re- receive him not. We know all this from prophecy. This is what would happen. They made a conscious decision, though, through their own free will to reject Christ. I don't think a lot of them was in ignorance. Okay. Anyways, going back here to the account here, verse number six, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul rose from the earth. And when his eyes were open, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did he eat or drink. Now, I have a question. Now, for the Bible scholars out there, I know they say Paul or Saul is converted on the road to Damascus. I know he says, Lord, what will have thou me to do? I think that that is a breaking of his will and surrendering his will but there's, it does, there's no believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ here. Obviously, he probably knew it took place. Maybe now he's, he's believing now that he sees the, in the resurrection. There's no repentance of sins here. Other than the fact that he says, trembling and astonished, says, Lord, what will have that me to do? You know, it seems like there's a change of mind happening really quick where he went from, I'm going to persecute these Jew Jesus followers to all of a sudden now, hey, what will you have me to do? That's a repentance. That's a change of mind. Well, what's going on here? It's something, it's something that's um, a, a little bit different. Now, I'm not saying, not, you know, this is just what it's accounting here from uh, Luke's account here in, the, in Acts chapter 9, but there maybe was other things that were said. We just don't know. And I'm not going to speculate. But it seems like that there's a change in Saul at this moment. There's a contrite, repentant heart. But there's no belief in the death, burial, and resurrection, although seeing is believing, I guess you would say. He knew Jesus was crucified. He died and was buried and rose again. So <laughs> he's seeing that, that come to pass here. Just something to think about. Well, anyways, move on to verse number 10. You know, I'm not trying to make a theological statement there either. I just, it makes me wonder what all else happened or what else was said that the Bible is silent about here in this account. Verse number 10, and there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Now that's interesting. 
as I've mentioned on this channel before, and uh, you can go back and look at the video. Is prayer necessary for salvation? And before you go on either side of the, the aisle here, come in and like, you know, typing away or sending me some uh, hate email or whatever. Please listen to the entire video. Because I think I lay out there biblically that prayer is necessary for salvation. But we have to first define what prayer is. Prayer is not asking. Now, there's a very famous, I'm not going to mention his name here, that wrote a book that's called, uh, you know, uh, prayer, I think called prayer is asking, you know, I don't think that's biblically true at all. Although there is petitions that are made known, you know, that's an asking of a sort, but I don't think that's what it's, what prayer, biblical prayer is. And in the, in the video, I talk about how prayer is a surrendering of your will to his. And we see Saul here has surrendered his will by saying, what will you have me to do? I'm wrong. I'm I, what I've been doing in my own religious state. My uh, I, I worship the, the correct God. Uh, the oracles of God were given to the Jewish nation. I'm doing everything I think is right. Nevertheless, what will they have me to do? I, I, I all that I put all that stuff be, behind me. Now, again, I'm reading into this a little bit more, but it seems there Saul is is praying and I don't think he's asking for his sight back. I think he's saying, what wilt thou have me to do? So prayer is necessary for salvation in any dispensation is a surrendering of your will to his will and what he says to do. And in that, it's always about faith in that what he said to do that brings about the quote unquote salvation. In this dispensation, there's no going through Israel. There's no, you don't have to go in and, and keep the, these, uh, live as a good Jew, whether you're a Gentile or not, and come in and live as a Jew, be circumcised in the flesh and uh, partake in this feast day and do this and do that and do that. All that's done now, or it's ending here at this portion of Acts. But a contrite heart, a surrendering of man's rock solid death grip on his own good works and releasing that into what will you have me to do? What, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, and that's why I bring up in the, in the, in the lesson is prayer necessary for salvation. Obviously Jesus is not praying for salvation in the garden of Gethsemane, but he gives us the true Lord's prayer. And what God is looking for is man has always been about what he wants to do ever since the fall. You know, I want to become wise as God, so I'm going to take care. I'm going to do what I want to do and take this fruit. And, and then he falls. And then understanding it's not about the, my works of righteousness. It's not about the fruit of my own labor, Cain, but Abel, who just does as God commands to do and this dispensation for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast so is a magical phrase saying specific words or repeat after me one two three and this is how you know hey admit you're a sinner believe Jesus and confess all your sins here and and just and call upon the name of the Lord and you're going to be saved that's also not 
I think that's also a, a giving people a lot of false hope. And I also think that that's not what Christ, God, is looking for. He's looking for man to be broken over their condition, which is, I am a sinner in which Christ died for sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 says that he died for sins according to the scriptures. It needed to be accomplished. The blood of bulls and goats and all those different kinds of things was not sufficient enough. But that's what God said to do in the past. It wasn't in the giving of the sacrifice. It was understanding in your heart that I can't keep this law. Paul even says that the, the law was a schoolmaster. It was even a schoolmaster for Paul as well. Keep saying Paul, but Saul in this instance. Anyways, go check out that video. I believe it's labeled as uh, prayer necessary for salvation. Um, anyways, moving on. All right, uh, verse number 11. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street. And we've already read that. But if, behold, verse number 11, he prayeth. And has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias, this is very, this is very human and very understandable, answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem, and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. For the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. Now already God is telling Ananias what he's going to have Saul to do. But I don't think he gives the instruction as far as the revelation of the mystery till later on. And we'll get to that as we as we proceed through Acts. But he tells Ananias here that yes, he's done all this evil towards me. Yes, and he has this authority. Believe me, Ananias, go see this. Because go see this man, because the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And we'll see that that he goes to the Jew first and then also to the Greek. Again, there is there's um I like to call three phases of Paul's now here Saul's um you know, I can't think of, a, 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 for lack of a better term, and, you know, like for writing stories, a story arc, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I believe Saul has the same thing. There, his early conversion and, and, and ministry and helping with even Barnabas and in this Jewish ministry and, and things are happening. And then he goes down to the Arabian desert. And then he gets, I believe, the revelation of the mystery. And then he's in this kind of a flux where he's a straight betwixt two hard points where he wants his brethren in the flesh to be saved. But he also knows he's been given instruction of, of God to this thing called the revelation of this mystery to Paul, where, and wherein he is now the apostle. He is the one that gives this dispensation of grace to us word, you know, and then there's the final portion of his ministry, which most, most of it, in fact, not all of it, is in some sort of confinement in which he writes a lot of prison, uh, prison epistles to which he instructs the body of Christ on things that maybe he did in the past that shouldn't be concentrated on anymore, some uh, change, uh, some correction in his early ministry even. And we'll get to all that. And I just wanted to just kind of set the groundwork there to understand that it's not Saul, you know, gets converted. And then now all of a sudden he has this revelation of the mystery. And here's now the church body of Christ. And, well, here's the the, uh, 
the the kingdom gospel and all that stuff just poof, it's gone. There's and moves on. Now it's Paul. Now it's there's no Jew or Gentile, and it, it's not that clean. It's not that clean break. There is a transition period of time. And um, anyways, we'll get into all that. I just want to understand that as this book is starts to give these accounts, and that's what it is, the Acts of the Apostles, once he gives this account, that you have to understand what's going on in the context in which these, what's happening, the, the historical context even of what's going on, when all these things take place. All right. He's a chosen vessel. Verse 16, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my namesake. Now, Paul later on knows this, and he counts it, everything else as dung. You know, he, he counts this persecution that he's under and, the you know, all those that, you know, are suffering. You know, he's, he talks about his suffering. He's shipwrecked. He's stoned to death. He's beaten. He's like all these other kinds of things. Christ is saying here already to Ananias, he must suffer for my namesake, though. Verse 17, and Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now he's receiving the Holy Ghost. Interesting. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose, and look at this, and was baptized. Now, okay, well, let's, let's just move on and we'll get back to that. Uh, well, well, Paul's getting baptized or Saul's getting baptized. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, go through that. Like I said, there's three different stages of Saul's ministry here. Anyways, uh, let's see. We're, he baptized. Verse 19, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then Saul's certain days. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. All right, now, so now we need to start um, dissecting the timeline, so to speak. We need to start looking at this uh, chronologically to understand where things are happening and when they're taking place. Okay, so now he dwells in Damascus a certain amount of days. It doesn't say how long, but that's where he's at. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. They needed to believe that. So here he is already teaching that Jesus is the son of God in synagogues. The same places he was going to go to find people that were teaching that Jesus is the son of God. Now he's proclaiming him as the son of God. Let's keep reading. Verse 21, but all that heard him were amazed, you would be too, and said, is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. I wonder how he did that. I think he went to the scriptures. Yeah, who better? You know, Saul would have known the scriptures like the back of his hand. And after that many days were fulfilled, didn't take long, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Verse 24, but their laying await was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. As soon as he comes out that, that gate, we're going to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down by the wall in a basket 
it's very Jericho like, you know. You know, remember the uh, the spies, the the two that were let down outside the wall. But here comes Saul outside in a basket down the wall. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, so okay, now all right, location has changed. Doesn't say he goes anywhere else. He goes straight to Jerusalem. According to those scriptures, he goes straight to Jerusalem. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. And here's the first mention of, uh, or no, there's mention of him before, I believe, but here's Barnabas. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. It doesn't say how long, but he's there in Jerusalem helping in the ministry what takes place in Jerusalem. That's where Jesus is supposed to come back, folks. He's helping the kingdom preachers here. He's helping the, uh, the Peter, Jameses, and Johns of, of that time. And he's going around, as he says there, preach boldly in Damascus. Now when he's in Jerusalem, boldly spoke it boldly, verse 29, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him. There's Paul or Saul opening his mouth again, and, you know, now everybody wants to kill him. Fascinating. Hey, Brother Dave, I saw you come in over there on YouTube. Brother Dave Carrington, all the way from Korea. Hmm, let's see. What time is it over there? We'll take a little bit of a let's take a little bit of a pause here. Korea. Oh, it's about uh well I guess it's about around ten thirty or eleven thirty. Uh your time oops, sorry. Ten thirty your time over there in Korea. Uh tomorrow. So, brother Dave's in the future. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get back to this. But here's Paul again, Saul, speaking boldly again. You know, no filter on this man's mouth. And the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed, uh, verse 29, against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him, which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea. Okay, location change. Doesn't say anything. He goes into the Arabian desert for three years. Location change. Now we're following along here. He leaves Jerusalem and goes to Caesarea. Which, um, if you know your geography, is a little bit to the northwest of Jerusalem, along the coast. So, Caesarea. He's going west. Okay, he's moving the uh, the opposite way. He's he's beating feet from Jerusalem. The disciples there were like, "All right, hey Paul, you got to get or Saul, you got to get out of here." So he goes to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. So he gets on a boat. I believe uh, Tarsus is an island. Now, somebody may correct me in the comment section. Uh, please do. I don't have it in front of me here, but um, hey, brother. Yeah, brother Dave Carrington said it is 1030. Great. I'm glad. Good to see you on here live, brother. But uh, so again, he leaves Jerusalem, goes to Caesarea. And like I said, I believe Tarsus is on an island. I could be mistaken, but he goes by boat, I believe, and leaves from Caesarea and goes to Tarsus. So there's another location change. Are, are we following here? And then it stops talking about him. So what does he do? Well, we'll pick up here. We'll, we'll find him a little bit later on. Uh, but uh, it now it shifts back. Uh, Luke, the writer of um, the, uh, the Acts of the Apostles here, 
now shifts over. It's a, it goes back to Peter. See, Peter's still on the scene. The disciples are still, you know, going about in the highways and byways. They're going into uh, all the world here, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. And it came to pass as Peter passed through out all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years. So basically he'd, he'd been bedridden and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. Many signs and wonders are being created are done here. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. I've been to Joppa as well, just south of uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. Okay, it's part of the kingdom. Got to give your alms and all these other kinds of stuff, good works. And she's living, she has a good reputation. And it came to pass in those days that she was, si that she was sick and died, and when, and excuse me, and whom, there's no and in there, whom, when they had washed, they laid her in the upper chamber. They're, they're going through the, the funeral rites here. And for, uh, for as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, it's very, very close, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. They seemed to think that Peter would be able to be of a help. Let's see what Peter does. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. Now, it's interesting that Peter is raising people up from their beds, uh, making them sick with palsies and get up and rise up and walk. Bedridden people are now walking around, healed here by Peter. So they're like, hey, let's go get a hold of Peter. They go over there to Joppa and they grab Peter and he comes with them. When he was come, verse 39, they brought him into the upper chamber and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. Again, this is part of the, the culture. Uh, if you watch the news and you, you see that, that culture over there, both, uh, both the sons and daughters of Ishmael and the sons and daughter of Isaac all wail and moan uh, when somebody passes away. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of, cultural there and they're, they're they're weeping there's also professional mourners that will go in you know and they're out there and just wailing away and showing these nice garments that she made that's all about honoring the dead and it's part of their culture and peter said uh hey i need you guys to leave <laughs> that's my that's my that's my words let's look what the bible says here verse 40 but peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turned and turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Hey, Peter. Okay, this woman was dead. They had already washed her body. They had already gone through the funeral rites, and they were just basically doing the days of mourning before they were going to go place her in the ground and start putting rocks on top of her, uh, her, uh, her grave. Well, she stood up and said, you know, he saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, pr uh, presented her alive. He's like, here you go. Here's the one that you've been mourning. Here's Dorcas. And it was known throughout all Joppa. And many 
believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. And next week, Lord willing, whether it's uh, a, a video, a produced video, or it's going to be live, we're going to get into this very interesting account where Peter is going to see all sorts of strange things and go see this, uh, this Italian, Cornelius of the Italian band. Uh, this Paisan, he's going to go up there and he's going to see him. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get into that next week. All right. All right. Let's go to the chat. Uh, let's go check out uh, YouTube first. Well, of course, I saw Sister Busy, Elizabeth. Hi. I hope you're still here and, and watching out there in Colorado. Good to see you. And, of course, Brother Dave Carrington. Good to see you, brother. I hope you got my response email to you. I, you probably did. And I hope that made some sense. If not, write me back. It's good to hear from you there in Korea. Um, so, Kamsamida, thank you very much for the email and the encouragement. All right, going over to Facebook chat again. So, while there's a little bit of a lag, so if you hear me on YouTube and you want to respond, please uh, put a comment down in the chat. Uh, Brother Dave Wilson is here. Brother Joel Donnelly, I hope you're still here. Uh, some people come in and out as it's understood. Dad, here, here. I'm not sure what I said, but uh, amen. Uh, Saul probably was terrified. Uh, yeah, I would be too. And, and of course, Brother Dave here is in the chat is talking about a conflicted mind. Sister Cherie, good to see you. Brother Dave's talking about handing over the reins. Yes, giving, turning over our will to his. And then he says, give God your remote control. That makes a lot of sense. The statements, uh, Sister Cherie says, the statements on prayer I would like to write down. Okay, well, the beauty of this video is you can always go back and rewind and stop it, pause it, rewind it. And so at any moment. Brother Kevin D'Angelo, my dad, says, I'm just here. Uh, I pray that my dad's feeling better. He's uh, He was battling a real bad sickness. I talked to him last night after the uh, the broadcast wouldn't go down. And uh, he was, uh, it's really, for me, and you have to understand, as I'm 41, I turned 42 years old this year. For me, growing up, my dad's five foot five, but to me, Growing up, and I, as most dads and sons, it, my dad was larger than life to me. You know, I remember, I can even remember the first time I beat him in basketball in uh, Martinsville, Indiana. Um, he probably doesn't remember that, but I do, you know, and it, so it's a big deal, you know, and sons and their fathers, right? So to see my dad get sick and everything like that, it uh, hurts my heart. But uh, anyways, love you, Pop. Uh, here's some questions coming in over there on YouTube. Um, hey, Sister Elizabeth is still here. Good to hear from you. Uh, Sister Susie, that's Brother Dave's wife, Dave Wilson's wife. In verse 11, is that Judas the same one that betrayed Jesus? No. Um, back in verse 11, uh, up there in Damascus, the house of Judas. No, uh, that wasn't the same Judas uh, that betrayed Jesus. That was a, uh, it's a good question, though. Uh, Judas was a very common name for back then. Um, 
In fact, there was many times uh, different Judas, and to the point where I believe in one of the Gospels, I can't remember where that's at, but it says Judas, not Iscariot. It like gives a, uh, you know, the, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, obviously, you know, the writer writes down Judas, not Iscariot, and uh, just to clear that up. But no, that's a good question, Sister Susie, but it's not the same. Uh, Brother Dave Carrington says, I did thank you. And as questions come up, I'll pass them along, but so uh, so far, so good. Good. Keep learning. Keep um, keep rightly dividing, brother. My good brother, even though a captain in the Army, uh, saw my poster that I put up for uh, Romans, study of Romans in Romania. And uh, Brother Dave came and we had many great conversations there in Romania. Uh, my dad says I'm never sick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You do get sick. Anyways. Uh, Brother Dave says different Ananias too. Yes, of course. So there's many Ananiases. Um, you know, Ananias and Sapphira. It's not the same one, you know. Obviously, that Ananias uh, assumed room temperature for uh, lying about what he was doing. So, anyways, all great questions and good comments tonight. All right. Well, I think that's just about it. I'll give it a few more minutes, and uh, then just as we're wrapping up, plug, 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 plug away. Please share this video. If you're on Facebook, it's very easy to do. On YouTube, it's, it's really difficult. I think there's mentions, though. Um, so if you're talking to somebody, mention me. So at Let This Wine Be In You, please do that on YouTube, and uh, that would help out. Leave a uh, – make sure you like the video. Make sure you, uh, you like the video. You, if you haven't already subscribed, and um, also hit the notification button so that you can know anytime we go live – or a video gets posted. So you always want to be able to catch up on the latest and greatest. And then uh, you'll get to see um, here in about oh, about an hour or so, you should see um, whatever podcast platform you like to get your podcast. You should see the audio version, and that's Let This Mind Be In You podcast. Look that up anywhere you'd like to find your podcast, and um, you can listen to the audio version of each and every one of these broadcasts teaching Bible sessions. So, uh, what else? Oh, you can also reach me personally. Reach out to me. If you got my number, I'm always willing to call, uh, to talk. Uh, sometimes I may not have time if I'm at work or something like that, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. However, the best way, the absolute best way you can get a hold of me is just like brother Dave Carrington did over there in Korea, all the way around the world. You can reach out to me. And that's at my email address. That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Thank you for joining me. My dad just posted another comment here on Facebook. I get sick as often as popes get saved. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Tough guy. I love my dad. So love your parents. Honor thy father and mother. All right. Do, 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 do. Oh, 
let's give a as we're wrapping up to see if anybody else is going to give a uh give a comment or a question or a comment or a concern or anything like that let's see let's pull it up here let's take this make sure i don't have any kind of <laughs> brother dave uh, wilson says so glad you're moving to fridays Susie will not be distracted by football oh come on all right i'm gonna hold it up here i don't know what if how well you're gonna be able to see this but uh, how's that can you see that Five months, one week, five days, one hour, 14 minutes, and 57 seconds until retirement ceremony. <laughs> I'm counting them down, folks. And, you, of course, you see the uh, the fifth wheel here, and you see my truck in, in that. So, yeah, it's getting close. Praise the Lord. Cannot wait. And uh, we've been planning our uh, post-retirement ceremony trip. My parents are going to have the children in Texas, and we're going to make our way slowly over there to go pick them up and then work our way back east to once again be with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the Maryland area, probably in Pennsylvania. We'll see. That's funny. So glad you're moving to Fridays. Susie will not be distracted by football. All right, y'all. Well, it is good to be here with you on a Friday night. Friday nights are a little bit difficult just because, you know, you, know, you never know. Some people have other, th other things to do. Brother Dave says, you don't look tired yet. Not yet. I need to work on that, and then I can be retired. Brother Dave Wilson is the king of dad jokes. So if you ever get around him, he's, he'll, uh, he'll regale you with all of his dad jokes. All right, folks, so that's it for tonight. I believe we didn't have any interruptions of the feed. Nope, everything seemed to go smooth tonight. Praise the Lord. So we'll try this live. If I'm not able to go live like something comes up on a Friday night, what I'll do is I'll still produce a video on a Thursday night and then get it uploaded, and you'll see that Friday night. So it seems to work out a little bit better. Uh, everybody seems to like the, uh, the time and uh, the day change. So we'll work out on that from here on out and see if that does better. So. All right, love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here. Acts chapter 10 will be next week, Lord willing, and we'll get back into the study of the amazing book of the account of the apostles, the Acts of the Apostles. We'll be back here next Friday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, whether live or with a produced video. I'll make sure I show it on the video. I'll say, you know, this is a pre-recording, but if it's just me saying it's not a pre-recording, I'm live, you'll know the difference. All right, love you in the Lord. God bless you. Bye for now.